Blow and welcome to the Hack Inc. podcast. This is Gareth Lyons, your host and mine. So prepare to hear something akin to that later on in the episode because it is another one recorded in the past, past, past. I'm here in the present, um, which will soon be the past, but is the future of this episode, if that makes any sense. Um, I recorded this podcast with Sophia Astrum, Swedish-born uh, animator who moved to Ireland and was in IADT, where I first kind of came in contact with her. Um, I, you know, followed her career on social media and thought she had a very interesting story. She's now based in Los Angeles, and I don't want to spoil anything, so you'll just have to listen and find out. But let me say, some impressive characters from the animation community pop up. Also, funnily enough, the reason I wasn't able to post the episode last week is because I was in Sweden, Gothenburg. Highly recommend going. It was actually quite nice. I'd say go when the... Fun fair, they've got a theme park in the city centre is open, because that sounded like a lot of fun. Alright, um, f- now, catch up. First things first, animation shingles. Why go to animation dingle when you can go to animation shingles? Animation shingles is the most tolerant, the cheapest, and probably easily accessible animation film festival happening on the 20th and 21st of March. 2020. So why are we doing this? If you're not a listener to the podcast before, uh, Jam Media are making a, I don't think we can say, stress this enough, they are making a cartoon for girls, not even a cartoon for girls, a live action show for girls with Graham Linehan, known turf, transphobe, whatever you want to fucking call them, um, and they have yet to say word one about that. They'll take the money, thankfully, you know, and just like they'll take your 450 euro to go down to their festival in Dingle and pat themselves on the back for being this incredibly inclusive industry of uh, artistic geniuses. Don't fucking bother. There's one in Dublin now. What is it going to be? Where is it going to be? Both of those things don't necessarily know, but one thing that you can guarantee is that there will be a place where people are not complicit in undermining existence of certain people. So, you know, I think that that's a noble cause. I think you should come to that. Honest to God, I don't see the tickets being any more than maybe um, probably 10 euro per event. But like the other thing, like if um, 10 euro per event, because we're probably going to do two nights, but you don't have to come to both of them, obviously. And then the other thing is, you know, if you're a complete mess or if you're a fucking student, it'll probably be significantly cheaper. So what's the event that I see in my head? I can find a venue like that. I've been finding them forever. I've done comedy gigs, animation gigs. That's it. So, um, but I can find a place to put this on. It'll have to be in Dublin. Sorry for anybody coming from Limerick or this, that and the other. Maybe, um no I won't say that I was going to say maybe some of the money could go towards your bus fare but I think it would be much better to put this money towards going to the name of this place hold on it's a long one I know the acronym is T-E-N-I but it's the Transgender Equality Network Ireland unless you have any other ideas for this trans transgender charities um, please let me know there was mermaids as well but I figured like you know fuck it let's keep it I don't, it's not that I have any problem with it. I was just saying, you know, we have these organizations here. Let's put into those. So that's where the money will be going. Um, the events, as I see them, one big asterisk on this one, a workshop. What's going to happen in this workshop? I'm glad you asked. We're all going to, whoever shows up, um, basically chip away at making a very, very short film. Um, 
and it's pure hack ethos. The hack ethos originates from a line in the movie Predators, uh, which was from about 2011, I believe. No, it was 2009, 2010. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the more recent one, the one that wasn't the shit one that Shane Black directed, the one before that, which was actually good, and I don't care who says, I don't care who you are, it's a good film. Um, so, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, somebody asked Lawrence Fishburne, I believe it's Adrian, Adrian Brody asked Lawrence Fishburne, how do you kill a predator, aka, how do you make a cartoon? Answer by Lawrence Fishburne, any way you can. So that's it, we're going to scrap one together, we're going to use all of our various skills and resources to put together a nice little piece of content because when they make shit i mean i don't even know if the show well it's gonna be shit because it's that fucking dickhead but like what i'm saying is when they make a terrible decision or you know cast out to you know in a way that hurts other people we're gonna hit back with some good shit i don't know what i'm talking about look we're gonna make a cartoon that's what's gonna happen second night and this is guaranteed this is not happening no asterisk on this there will be a film screening night what are we going to be screening um well this is where my language is going to fail me but i'm just going to say it transgender filmmakers we're going to screen some uh, films by them um or about the issues uh, that they um are dealing with um lgbtqi i mean you know Obviously, he's only going after the T, but, you know, I'm trying to keep my language as broad as possible. But I'm just saying that, you know, whatever you identify as, um, if it's, you know, uh, at the target of somebody like Graham Linehan, that is essentially what we're going to be celebrating at this. So uh, come one, come all. I guarantee you it won't cost an arm and a leg. And if you have no money, then we'll fucking accommodate you. Figure something out. Um so um that's that uh hello just a quick insert to my insert there will be no photography there unless you take the photos yourself we will not be organizing that you don't need to tag yourself in this this is a solidarity thing and much like the union i'm going to mention later on um people will not know your involvement unless you want them to know your involvement but if you are against this i think that you should go to it you know if you're against what they're doing i think you should come to this and i think you you know um should or you know even look at the event and make up your own mind not to go to either because you know it's it's just a kind of thing to say you know if you're not alone these issues are important uh, animation is an art form and needs to be treated seriously so you can't just willy-nilly make these decisions for money and justify it that way um things have consequence that's all i'll say about that this is actually an insert on top of my insert, so we'll go back to the other insert. Okay. I take this shit very seriously. One thing that happened, and I just want to mention it very quickly, a very lovely man uh, posted, uh, responded to something I posted on Twitter and the Hack Inc. account. I just put a thread together of all the shit that Graham Linehan's done and the jam controversy to date. And um, this fella um, was, was being supportive and being sweet, you know. Um, but the thing that he said was, oh, don't worry, we'll go down to Dingle and we'll tell them what's what. There'll be a bunch of people telling them what's what. Uh, a, not going to happen. If you can't do it online, they're not going to confront them face to face. And one, they're also 
uh, don't go there. Just don't go there. Don't go to Dingle. Don't spend the money. It's like, oh, I'm not going to spend the money to go into the festival. I'll just be hanging around outside. You spent the money to go down in a car. You know, you fucking went there. You stayed overnight. That is already too much money to exert on a, on a, a protest to their face that you're not going to do. So don't do it. Don't try to, try to excuse it like that. If you, and I'm not trying to do it like a hack event, I will not get any money off of this. I'm not profiting off of this, which is more than I can say about Jam, because it fucking, like I say, all the millions of sponsors, 450 euro tickets, where's all that money going? Oh, I, I don't know, because they, they I, I just, it's baffling to me. Look, just look at it on its face. It's a shitty thing. That's what it is. There's no equivocating. They're complicit and they're wrong. And if you support, if you don't support that, do not pay them and do not go down to this because your absence will not be noticed and you save money. And there are no career opportunities that you can't get from any other reputable event that's happening throughout the year in animation. And also, there's plenty of connections and career, career. I mean, you know, artistic advancements as well, you know, or personal advancements, career or otherwise, that you can make by going to an event where you know that everybody is welcome end of story that's all i'm going to say about that next thing on the item uh, we're falling down with all the fucking events animation hack inc animation film club number three called hack with the asterisk in the middle that's like like it's a swear like it's like it's the f word okay uh what's going to be at that but uh films about sex people say why don't you say sex and love because i it makes me cringe okay there will be love involved in these it's not just sex it's not just crude bullshit it's you know um it's there's some of them are silly and irreverent obviously but i fucking hate that new groundsy bullshit of just like throbbing dicks and all this fucking shit like it, they are like when i say they're tasteful they're not tasteful but they're not going to be the rude horny animator bullshit that you expect is going to be a wide variety of stuff to do with sex why are we doing sex well you know i don't see a lot of it in the animated films that ireland produces um i you know see a lot of pondering on death and like you know family and all these kind of questions but like sex i think doesn't get a look in and i wonder whether it's because um you know people don't want to talk about it or whether people don't think that it will get made if they attempt to talk about it so i don't know i guess hack is just a response to stuff that we see within the industry which isn't kind of there which is you know just just push the boat out a little bit more make everything a little bit more exciting make anything that you have you don't you know, uh, my favorite story of my friend who said that he couldn't make a cartoon because he didn't have a good enough microphone. You know what I mean? It's like we need scrappy films. We need to just be bombastic and silly and uh, also, you know, artsy. We need to be fucking artists. Take it seriously. Otherwise, you end up with, uh, you know, equivocating bullshit about making shit for a fucking turf. Like these are all symptomatic of, of this type of, you know, attitude what we do should be important we should get paid for it and it should mean something when you make it so it's talking about getting paid for stuff ah, segue uh, next on the list animation unions so um amazing book online about animation unions uh, written by tom seho i believe derville clark shared um a free pdf of it or you can pay 40 euro on amazon if you so wish contemplated reading it out in the podcast because i but i mean obviously probably can't do that if you pay for it 
So anyhow, um, it's just an amazing book. Your man is incredible. You just go from passage to passage and he just, what a flow. He's incredible. He's a great writer. Um, and it's fascinating stuff. Beside the point. Animation Union. I've set up a page. Uh, we have a number of administrators now. The group is called Irish Animation Workers. Um, it's a place where people where we're just gauging the interest of people to start a union to try and collectively form something or just talk just talk and figure out issues that we have in common and that we'd like to see addressed uh so um me and two others i don't know if they want to be named well they probably won't they're they're fine with it but i mean i'm just going to be overly cautious we went in for a meeting with a group called fsu who um don't know what the acronym stands for cannot remember um but yes they would basically house our union um if we were to form one obviously we're building this up very slowly it's a very slow process um please show your interest and come along if you're so kind if you're a student more the merrier send on to us um you know and especially if you're close to graduating that's also important we want people to get active in this process and uh, build our ranks um obviously we can't necessarily deal with stuff that's happening in college that's a different story but just to have an interest and know what to expect and what you know you can expect of other people um that's a good tool to have so i'd highly recommend getting involved and seeing the inner workings of this anyway the point i'm getting at is um um where was i lost my train of thought entirely anyway the point is we went into this fsu place don't understand can't remember what the acronym is for um but it he had like said houses unions um hopefully we're going to have a union in there and uh, they also have uh, a variety of other unions that they play home to again uh, i i want to stress uh, you don't need to know shit to do shit we recognize that there's a problem and you um just come together talk amongst ourselves figure shit out come up with a list of demands and make those demands happen through collective action and organizing uh, otherwise this is perpetual fucking you know state of fucking restlessness shitty jobs no progression um shitty wages overtime that's on uh, unpaid all this shit is going to continue and you know why needless we can make something happen and um but anyway fsu important thing to notice note that they also house um the game workers union so there is an existing union with shared interests and stuff like that that is doing okay so if they can do okay we can do okay so get involved get people out there and bring them into the folds um what's the thing yeah, the, the animation page, important to know that uh, nobody, um, don't send any information out from the page. This is a secure environment where people can say what's on their mind. Um, you know, we're, we're away from the eyes of management, as it were. Um, or we have people involved who are sympathetic to the cause. Nobody's getting in who's a fucking shy hawk suit, okay? Um, the, if you want to lurk, you know that's fine you can learn stuff yourself and you know when the time comes we hope that maybe you'll consider joining the union and uh, giving your putting your support behind it um 
the yeah one of the things that we learned in the meeting and i'm probably going to butcher it but there's a thing called an seo do not know what it stands for i'm very bad on acronyms today but essentially what it means is if you can get one third of the animation industry to sign up to your union then it means that the studios have to recognize it and what does that do but set a basic rate of pay um time or that you have to work you know allocate or whatever it sets a standard and all of these things um that have to be adhered to do you know um, I've seen people online to and fro about unions. Oh, they're not perfect. Yeah, well, this current system isn't perfect either. It's like, do you have a group of people who agitate on your behalf or do you have a group of people who are accountable to nobody? You know, I'm sure, you know, they said in the meeting, you know, unions are never perfect. But that again, this thing we have now is not perfect and is not close to helping people in a sufficient way so consider the union join the facebook page uh, don't be a rat sending stuff out from the group um, but learn what's going on and how you can help and if you want to help please do and uh, if you don't want to help why don't you want to help anyway done that's my spiel on unions next thing yeah so plug in the old patreon uh we have i'm thinking of closing down the patreon because i really am not giving enough awards rewards for um people um i mean you know i they're very small amounts of money but they all add up at the end of the day um i wish i could do more but i'm kind of torn between a lot of things as you might have heard there so um i think i like doing the podcast i want to continue it patreon adds a kind of certain pressure and obviously like i say i don't think i'm giving people enough for their money but you can let me know in the emails if you feel so inclined anyway i'm going to thank the patreons the patreons the patrons to now um michael lyons my uncle tom moore my hero aiden wall also my hero <laughs> coniel coniel okay wait what's this guy coniel that's your name on this thing i i'm looking at it in my emails because they won't let me access it on fucking patreon there's a whole like it's, it's one of the worst websites ever so there that's another reason to get rid of it but anyway thank you you know who you are and uh thank and you're also my hero and thanks to my own beloved mother and lions um so those are all the people there our patreon is patreon.com forward slash we are hack inc i think I'm going to take it as a sign if we don't get any more patrons in the next while to just fucking shut it down. Maybe I'll use one of those coffee or ko-fi things because I think they're, they're, they have less kind of rewards and bullshit. It's kind of like throwing money in the hat, which is kind of more our jam anyway. Oh, jam. Oh, no. Uh, gross. So, yep, that's it. Now our conversation with Sophia Astrum. Wow, I'm tired. Jesus Christ. Freemusic.com Hello and welcome to the Hack Inc. podcast. Um, oh God, I usually have some sort of um, hatching, like catching. All right. Um, this is Gareth Lyons and I'm joined today by Sophia Astrum. Is that how you would say it? Yeah. Uh, yes, in okay. English. <laughs> My horrible tongue butchering it, you know. No, it's, it's beautiful. It's, you know, very poetic. <laughs> Uh, language uh, English, especially with the yeah. Irish accent or the Swedish. But uh, we say I say Wostrom in Swedish, but you know I'm not going to make anyone else say that. Yeah. Um, Ostrom, 
I could try that. Amazing. That was that good? That was really good, actually. Perfect. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I had to... Um, well, I don't know. You, this podcast is just a kind of general talk about animation and, you know, kind of trying to... Um, I feel like there was a lot of ways of doing things, but that the only ones that you ever seemed to see was like kind of um, very insider industry stuff in Ireland, which I don't think is very reflective of like the animation landscape at large. And um, I thought your story in particular was very interesting just because of the type of animation you do and where you ended up. So, um, yeah, I was always I was eager to talk to you about that. but yeah, like I say, it's a kind of general discussion as well. So we can kind of, you know, end up talking about whatever in regards animation. Hi. Um, Good. So, yeah. Um, so you started off in Sweden, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, how did you come to end up in Ireland? I, um, how did I end up in Ireland? I was, I wanted to um, study animation Um obviously and i looked around for schools i looked at cal arts um i remember mm. i sent them uh, a letter and asked them how to apply and they sent me back this like box with like really like costly kind of package being like hey you know it was really cool <laughs> yeah. and then at the end it was like it will cost like two hundred thousand dollars yes exactly what i thought yeah. and i'm like now i understand how they can afford this kind of expensive like boxes so then I, I was like, what's a, what's a, what is a English speaking country where they do animation? Um, and Ireland is really, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually I was, I was in Ireland working as a waitress, you know, all Swedes go to Ireland to work as waitresses. Um, sure, yeah. when they're like 18. So I went there and I took some art classes and someone uh, told me about uh, IDT so mm. I I went there to check it out um, and it was real cool and then I went back to Sweden and I applied uh, for the school I applied for an art school at the same time in Sweden like a one-year preparation yeah and I got accepted to both uh, and I had seen all the interviews you know like the animation survival kit and the, what's the one with the ollie johnson uh oh god handbook is it something like that an, animation yeah it's just like the big really the one that you should have anyways yeah, yeah. that one from the disney animation animators uh to the nine old uh, men damn it someone is just listening to this being like <laughs> saying the name of the book right now well, I got the but, computer uh, right in front of me. I'll just check it real quick. Ollie, did Ollie Johnson write it? Is that what he said? I don't even know about that name. Um, but <laughs> the Gospel According to Disney, or no, that's not it. Okay, Illusion of Life. Sorry, is that it? Um, yes, exactly. That's yeah. the one. Thank you. Okay. Um, they always said like you should have a good, solid foundation in like drawing and. Uh, life drawing and all these things so i got accepted to both and i actually declined a idt and uh oh, really yeah I, or i actually i lied i was like i can't afford it um i need another year to save the money um can i get a deferral and they were like yeah you can get a deferral poor thing you know it's like 800 euros to go to idt so <laughs> at the time yeah <laughs> yeah it's time it's clearly a lie 
Um, <laughs> they were they even felt sorry for me. I felt bad about that one. Um, so then I studied art for a year in Sweden first, and mm. then I I got into IDT the next year, which was real cool. So and like we talked about before we started was um, it was just so cool with the turtles. They animated the turtles. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Don Bluth and all these things. Um, and I always liked Ireland, you know? There's good mm. people. Everyone always says that. But you don't realize, probably, when you live there, how... Well, you probably do. I hope you do. I don't good. know. I mean, I was kind of to and fro for a long time. But then, like, I think one of the things that's brought it to light most of all was I always had this ambition to, like, move to London. And then Brexit <laughs> has happened. And it wasn't <laughs> like... It's not like I'm thinking about, like, oh, God, what'll happen when Brexit lands? It was more like... A revealing of like a personality that I I didn't yeah. really realize existed. Like yeah. I was at some I was at some like New Year's party with like a friend of my cousin's friend, and he kept kind of I was kind of I had I had had a little bit to drink, so I was being very you know <laughs> uh, uh, maybe a charming to um, you know an annoying degree, but uh, <laughs> there, but I, basically what this guy kept doing at one point he kept going like I'm sorry for him he's Irish, and oh. that was kind of like. One of these kind of things where That's I was like, not a funny joke. It was no, like a joke. Well, I know because I took it in good humor because of the time. But then, like, once kind of Brexit kind of coalesced and everything, it was like, I, I maybe I was naive, but I hadn't realized that something had kind of existed under the surface that was a little bit kind of, you know, I don't know, yeah, like fair. these thickos or whatever. And yeah, anyway, it, it it definitely made me look at Ireland in a different way and I can kind of recognize what you're saying more, even though yeah. like I mightn't have agreed, like, you know, maybe five or six years ago, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even, even I wouldn't have agreed with myself like five or six years ago. Um, <laughs> but then I went to America and I was like, ah, that's what they mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My friend's having that feeling in uh, Canada as well at the moment. You know? Really? Yeah. That is crazy. Canada is like that. Yeah. No there's no escape exactly but um, yeah so you you be you i guess you were in so presumably if you were as a you were waitressing over here before you came then you must have been in your teens or something when you kind of thought ireland was an option yeah i guess i was like 18 or, or 19 then i did the art thing uh 20 to like i think i was 20 when i came to idt Okay. Or 21. I don't remember years that well. Um, yeah. But um, I was one of the older ones. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. People were 17 and stuff. And in Sweden, you always take like a few years off uh, after high school. Uh, everyone always continues to study, but we always take a few years, like a year or two to yeah, just like, work. And... Yeah, I mean, for some people, it's good, like, my friend Rory Tuigan, you probably know him. He, yeah, uh, he yeah. Was in, yeah, he's a great guy. He was he was seventeen. He's 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 like he's a great artist already then, mm. and still is, and just working. He's like ten years in the industry now, going strong. Yeah. So he where, knew, actually, where is he at the moment? He's here's here actually. He's in New York. Oh okay. So I didn't not, know that. not here, he's there, but here. Yeah yeah. Same man. You're in LA and he's in New York. Yeah exactly. Yeah. And he works, <laughs> I make him uh, work uh, on all my products. Oh, brilliant. Uh, even my non-products, anything. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. my go-to. Um, he's great. 
Yeah. So there's Sorry. and then there's yeah. some who drop off yeah. when they're like younger. Yeah. They start at seventeen and it's just wrong. Yeah. No, I think that that because I was in a a PLC course it was like post leaving certificate thing, and oh, that was yeah. like a portfolio thing for like a year. So that's like, like the art I, thing I did. Yeah, but it's kind of like I you know, what it what it ends up doing is kind of it is a, it is a nice buffer. I mean, especially in Ireland because our you know secondary school is a real machine. It's just this horrible, degrading process. So like, <laughs> you know, once you get to the other end, you kind of end up being a bit like yes sir you know what i mean so oh, i yeah. feel th- there was a lot of times in like you know you can't be polite like, like that when you go to college you know <laughs> yeah completely yeah yes sir no, you you can't well you know yeah exactly well, i mean you can't like be you know just a doormat basically which kind of secondary yeah, school true. it's like i'm the teacher you're the, the pupil but you know it's more of a kind of colleague relationship or in college or ideally it should be so like you know yeah I do think that there there is um there's a lot to be gained by having a bit of a buffer between then and there but you know it's not completely like necessary that, yeah. yeah but yeah anyway so, sorry yeah, yeah then I went to IDT and I uh, was there I think it was like second year uh I realized that I didn't want to be an animator um mm. but I I want to direct that's what uh you know, in order to do the movies I wanted, mm. um, live action, <laughs> preferably. Yeah. Um, but I stayed because, I, you know, like, it's a great skill and mindset to have. And, um, you know, I like I like films by, like, Brad Bird and what's the other mm. guy's name? Uh, Tim Burton and those guys, yeah. you know? Tim so Burton I, always I, got a hard time in IADT. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I just, I remember, like, there was a lot of people who, like, there was at least two lecturers in IADT who were just ragging on Tim Burton all the time and saying, like, he was derivative (laughs) Uh, and this, that and the other. Yeah, no, I'm a a big fan just because of the transition that he kind of went through. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you see him, like, drawing miserably on, like, the Black Cauldron or whatever, and then he was off directing, like, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, funny footage. Yeah. And Beetlejuice Um, in particular, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, they're amazing. Yeah, they always do that at film school. Uh, there's always these like, it's like, you know, pretentious people mm. who um, are making pretentious art that they cannot survive on and therefore they become teachers. Ah, but then they're also... <laughs> Sorry. Singing my, then, no, singing my song. You know? <laughs> but then they're also great ones. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Who, who just are amazing people who just loving and giving and just are made for doing yeah. just that and you're just lucky to have them in your life totally exciting and nurturing people you know yeah so there they are the two but uh i had that in all my all my film schools mm. i went to AF, afi later in america and it was even even more so there um you know with the you know who's who's cool who's fancy uh yeah. and stuff like that it's still it's like that in the industry too to some degree um so you never really it's just people in general i guess yeah tastes and whatever you know yeah and then making fun of anyone who's not because you're insecure exactly completely um so yeah when you left iadt how long were you um getting into a did you say afi was it yeah american american film institute Mm. in uh, los angeles um i went well I always do things a very long way. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, no shortcuts. And then I add a little extra. <laughs> um, 
But uh, so I went back to Sweden and I opened my own company. I did some animated no little videos there uh, for like a year. And then I started screenwriting because I thought, again, it's like the thing where mm. instead of going to IEDT straight away, I did like art for one year first. And then also the first year of IEDT is just art. So it's yeah, like yeah. doing that twice. But uh, and then same thing uh, in Sweden. I was like, I'm not. A, I haven't found myself as a strong artist yet. I need to have my voice and I need to have the mm. skill of a storyteller. So I need to study screenwriting. So I did that for a year, and after that, I felt like now I now I have understand what what I mean by art, mm. and um, I feel like I'm mature mature enough to 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 do a master's. Uh, and spend all that money. It's like, <laughs> so American Film Institute is as expensive as CalArts. And Oof. I didn't know what I was thinking about that, but um, I um, I applied and I, I did this little bit same thing there. I just lied <laughs> or I didn't. <laughs> well, they called me, they were like, hey, you got accepted to AFI. And I was like, fantastic. And I hung up and I was like, there's no way in hell I got, <laughs> could afford that. I just applied to to because you know something told me to buy um so i called them and i was like hey you know what I, I got accepted to another fancier film school in sweden and it's free so um mm. if you don't you know you have to help me out with tuition in order for me to yeah uh, go to a5 and of course i mean i didn't even apply to any other film school there's there was no film school oh, in sweden man. um but uh they they were like oh i'm so sorry like yeah we're gonna give you half of it fucking so hell cool. i don't know how you do that like i would not be able you to lie. i can't i know <laughs> i just can't i just find it like it's it, it, it's you know because it's not like it's not like ruthless mean-spirited lying do you know what i mean it's just part of the game but like <laughs> i just it just like sticks right in my throat and i just feel like immediately guilty and like i'm going to be caught out you know that's good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. The only thing I was like, what if they don't care? And then they just say, well, go there then. And I'll be like, no, it's just kidding. Or I don't know what I would do. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I was like, um, but, uh, and also, you know, now I'm wondering that they would have probably have been, if I would have been just like, look, I can't afford it. They would probably have just helped me out. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. But it, I try to like, you know, make myself <laughs> look desirable um and we, i mean it worked and then for the second year i didn't know what to do with tuition there either yeah, but yeah. they emailed me Jeez. like uh, a month uh into the summer of the first uh semester yeah. and we're like hey you got like picked for a scholarship for the oh, women man. in film tiffany company yes. so we're gonna pay you for that <laughs> second year too so i was really lucky i was prepared to go home then um so that was a lucky break did you uh, so like uh, i should have asked this uh, earlier but like um i guess was what type of animation were you making and did it feed into the live action stuff that you were trying to make as well i did hand-drawn uh okay. character animation i was hardcore on that i did like <laughs> i read all the books i stayed late but everyone did uh, I went to Barry Donahue and in Barley yeah. Films. He had like these like Tuesday night masterclasses. He probably has this still. Uh, well, I don't know if he's working with the college anymore. Oh, um, uh, yeah. But he didn't at my time either. Oh, but it okay. was just it was before he worked there. Um, oh, okay. But he he just invited anyone who wanted to come to his studio uh, yeah. during Tuesday nights um, to watch. Um, 
just like these recorded masterclasses from uh, Disney um, yeah. that he had. So like I, I watched all those and I like flipped through his archives and I like, copied like I was I'm a little bit of manic when <laughs> whenever I do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, hand-drawn character animation, and then um, when I went back to Sweden and had my own company, I did a sh- started making short movies, which a mix of um, live action and little like mm. hand-drawn things or like little flash animations or whatever in in them. So that's kind of how they mixed. Mm. Um, and my first movie ever made uh, was uh, all shot in front of green screen uh, with, um, and then I made Rory too again, <laughs> do like a CG uh, apartment and just like green screen everything out or yeah, what do you yeah. call it, mask everything out. And um, so yeah, that's how they kind of like fit in. And that's actually the, the, how those were the movies that got me into AFI mm. and uh, they got they were like wow you do animation that was like a th- I was a little bit ashamed and embarrassed I don't know why yeah, but yeah. it was you know I felt like it was like kid stuff and, and everyone else were like doing shooting on film yeah and, like, for sure it, it, they were like quoting Kislovsky and I was like yeah but Burton yeah he said <laughs> you know wasn't and I you know you know it is pure intimidating I, 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 yeah because um, the things you're exposed to as well like i mean you know you got luckily michael connerty and iedt with so many good yeah. good uh picks and whatever amazing but he yeah. but there's you know there is um there is that thing yeah exactly like you just have these this image of like people drinking vermouth and sitting down and watching like you know <laughs> battleship patoinkin or whatever and it's like oh, i'm seeing things that you have couldn't possibly register with your you know <laughs> yeah a little a stick figure brain mm. um yeah and actually it's it's a little bit like that though it's you're not wrong uh, it's 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 just different people animators yeah. and uh live action people are completely two completely different people. yeah um so i went there and i was not i was trying to like not be the animator mm. but i remember for a second year of the last year they had this menti a5 menti program okay. where you got teamed up with someone who had, like uh, uh, recently graduated or not recently but just uh, an alumni mm. which uh, we are called um to like to, to have we had like the deal is like three meetups and you just talk about like what are you gonna what you know how they did it after AFI yeah. and stuff like that and I was teamed up with, I did the mistake, I made the mistake of, of saying that I did animation uh, for my bachelor's. Yeah. And I got teamed up with Duke Johnson. And I was like, oh, oh wow. no. I looked him up. I was like, <laughs> who's Duke Johnson? And I looked him up and I was like, oh, no, this is like a puppet animation. Like, oh, I got the uh, puppet guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, what's this, Anna Melissa? Ugh. <laughs> Shit. Like, I felt so sorry for myself. Yeah, yeah. I'll never get out of this. Um, and uh, and my, I talked with my friend Lucy. She's like, who did you get? And I was like, oh, I got this jerk, Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, what? You got Duke? He's like the best. He's got his film, Animalisa, like Charlie Kaufman. It's, mm. it's winning every award everywhere. And he's like the next big thing to watch out for. I'm like, my Duke? <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I met up with Duke, and he was really just, we just clicked. He was, he's amazing. Mm. Um, he's like a, an older brother. 
to me from day one. Um, it's funny, we were both face binds every time we met up. I kind of, I recognize him because he's got a very distinct look, mm. but I, every time he just looked kind of through me. Yeah. Um, and then after the three, he, he, you know, I went to like Starburns and uh, saw his office and all the puppets and stuff like that. It was, um, and we talked about live action. He he's the same. Like he he did a little, he did um, Frankenhole and, and a lot of stop motion animation mm. after uh, he was friends with Dino Samatopoulos. Uh, so that's how you say it. <laughs> I just called him Starburns. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Does he? I, yeah. So the Starburns is not a real. It, that's not actually a facial feature of his, is it? Um. No. No. It's not. I mean, I never seen seen that on yeah. him. No. Yeah, my girl, but, um, my girlfriend. I was telling her about um, yeah, the you know Starburns, and she just made this face. <laughs> she was just like, she seemed to be convinced that he was, um, that he did have that facial hair on him, and was just like. Just immediately, like preemptively disgusted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I never even thought to ask because I never watched those things. Like right. I don't. I only like I was googling the logo to the company because I did a pitch for them and I needed the Starburns logo. So I was like, I'll just download it, mm. and I, I found these images of him in very yeah yeah you know very weird <laughs> stuff, and I was like, what is this, you know? Uh, but Duke, so Duke and I, we were a little bit similar where we both, uh, were trying to do live action mm. and then we had made the mistake of doing animation at some point in our lives. And yeah. now everyone were like, you're the animator, because if you're, you know, in live action, no one knows animation. So if you're yeah. like in, when you're an animator, everyone knows animation. So you're like just around, you know, like you're, you're not very special, yeah. but if you're an animator hanging out with live action people, all of a sudden you're the one person who knows that yeah so then everyone is like oh we, we need so an animator like you do animation yeah you know they have no idea what that means at all and you know um they ask you for really like advanced things that would take you years to make mm. by yourself they're like can you do me this little favor yeah. <laughs> um but uh, so, so he invited me to Starburns and I got to look at puppets and stuff like that. And after the three meetings, uh, he was like, hey, we can continue to hang out if you want. Like, it's really cool to just hang out and talk. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I got introduced to to that. Um, and then when I graduated, I was like, oh, fuck, OK, I have a year <laughs> now to like get a job um, in in um, Los Angeles. You have like you if you study here, mm. you get like an OPT, which is like a one-year work visa. And then after that, you need to uh, go back to where you came from or have made enough stuff so you can apply for an uh, O-1, an artist visa. Yeah. So I was like, oh, damn. Like, it's still like I have spent everything I own mm. on like coming here and learning this. And I now know great people and it's amazing. Uh, but I only have one year and everyone, all our teachers, they were like, we'll take at least five to 10 years before you get your first job. Are you after. serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, everyone was like, what do you do meanwhile? Yeah, yeah. And it's not like, it's like you do, you develop stuff mm. and you get money for developing stuff where you like, you hustle and you do little things here and here and there. But it's like your first like feature or your first TV thing. It's like, it takes a while and not for everyone. Some like one person you know yeah. each you know whatever um 
just get something straight after. But for, it's pretty true with the five years. <laughs> yeah. Was that was that your um, experience then? Did you spend like, well, no, obviously you must have found something then to be sticking around or. Yeah, find a husband. <laughs> uh, no, but <laughs> it's not that. Uh, I, I got, um, I, I was like, I need to, I need to swallow my pride and actually ask Duke, uh, yeah. for a job. I was like, I could do anything. I just need money and I need a job. Like, I'm going to ask him if I could be his assistant. I know that's like crossing a line mm -hmm. of our like friendship and like stuff like that. But like, I just need to like ask him, um, and I was like, Hey, I sent him an email. I was like, Hey, do you want to meet up for a coffee? no answer and i was like oh fuck he doesn't even want to meet up anymore like yeah. <laughs> uh, and i was like oh shit 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 and then i waited for like a month or two and i was like i need to ask him again because like i need a job I... so i emailed him again and i was like hey mm. do you want to meet up for coffee and he's like still no response that was really awful and then i was like okay that's that's over clearly doesn't want to mm. have a coffee um but then again, like a little bit more time passed, and I was like, okay, this is, I, <laughs> you know, yeah. who am I if not someone who will ask a number amount of times mm. not get a hint, you know? So I, I emailed him and again, and he answered straight away. He's like, oh, hey, shit, I, I didn't answer. Uh, I, I missed answering your emails. I'm so sorry. I was in Ireland, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh giving like a master class I'm, I'm really sorry and like my assistant didn't learn the love you know mm. let's meet up tomorrow uh and i was like oh okay, cool so we met up and he's like yeah i was like talking about it he's like yeah my assistant might quit soon and blah blah, blah. so i was like okay this is my moment i was like um um maybe <clears throat> maybe maybe i could be your assistant yeah. you know <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, 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 Sophia, no, no. And I was like, oh, fuck, I really crossed the line here. I should not have asked him. I was like, so sorry. I was like, ashamed, embarrassed. He's like, I want to give you a director oh, job. Like, I don't want to like, be my assistant. Fuck. I want you to really be a director. You're like a great artist. Like, you're like, you know, um, like family. You're not going to be my mm. assistant. And I was like, ah, really? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was thinking about that in my car on my way. I was uh, hoping that I would have had something that I could just give you, but I don't have anything mm. right now. But as soon as I get something, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. And then like two weeks passed and he texted me. He's like, hey, I got this music mm. video. Uh, it's like no money. No one else wants to do it. Uh, are you interested? Yeah. And I was like, yes. Um, and he's like, okay, cool. And he sent me all the information. He's like, yeah, it's like, based on night of the hunter okay. the yeah. artist richard uh, edwards had like scribbled his idea on a, like a napkin he sent me that um and he's like so i i, I was like okay shit i can't fuck this mm. up i really need to prepare i need to come in and pitch this i really need to get it uh, i went to the library rented night of the hunter watched the movie watched the it's behind the scene film. watched the yeah. commentaries watch it's in a beautiful film so it's yeah it's on yeah. the river sequence i love him just, um, just about robert mitchum's performance there's like i was every time i try to describe uh, that movie to somebody it's like so everybody in the movie is like you know and, and this is no disrespect to it but every actor in the movie is like a movie from that era where it's like listen boy you better sit down otherwise you catch it at the cold and then robert mitchum just mm -hmm. walks in like he's from like 
the fucking future or something. You know what I mean? Like, now. He's just like, yeah. and he's just terrifying. And he's all the more terrifying because he's so inhumanly natural and good, you know? And um, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like, and then like the fact that, oh, I mean, it's just, Song, yeah, I'm just thinking about those comes... tattoos as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. Iconic tattoos. And then it's like the director also is so cool because mm. it's set in the real world. They shot everything like location. And then the river sequence with these kids, mm. it's it's in the studio. And it's just like for the first time where it's like yeah. completely different feel and look. And it's so dreamy and like that mixed. And it's a little bit like uh with the what you said about the actors like it's a little exactly. bit like real yeah. world and versus like kind of like fake but it, it just mm. creates this great energy so i watched that and learned everything i could about that and uh duke also mentioned the opening scene to yeah. uh count dracula like the the uh what's his name the godfather oh, guy are you talking about that yeah was it <laughs> um yeah sorry there you go coppola no. That yeah, one, that is, oh yeah 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 i love that that's the scene his where he's movie, in the carriage isn't it or... it's yeah it's yeah. it's a, they have like this shadow puppet kind of or shadow like silhouette uh actors mm. like they have everything in silhouette his son okay. actually directed that part it's like the opening and it's like you said the carriage and it's like they have this and it's really it's it's shot all it's not no effects and they talk about that because yeah. i watched the behind the scenes for that too and it was really so I watched all of those things and I, I like I came in really prepared to Starburns and I met um, uh, Duke and Dino met them for the first time um, uh, and it was I was they have two studios they have one called the Box and one called mm. the Castle and I I never really remembered which one it was that was yeah. the one where I should go to um, where I had met Duke so I I just always picked one of them and it was always the right one but at this time it was the wrong one so i went to the wrong studio so i oh, was no. then late for my first meeting i was uh, super prepared i'd watch all these movies and i came into my first meeting like 10 minutes mm. late and i was like oh no like i was like the first thing like that's the one thing they tell you at afi yeah. it's like don't be late you know always answers emails straight away like yeah. if you everyone goes to the bathroom and everyone brings their phone to the bathroom. Yeah. Then you answer your emails straight away. Like you don't like be professional and answer <laughs> emails from the bathroom yeah, while yeah. you're pooping. It's the professional I hate thing to, to think do. Of how many you know? people have done that to me? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just <laughs> literally told you like 30 minutes ago. I was like, yeah, yeah. I will be right out. I'm in the bathroom. Um, right. So that was last time that happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, knowing that. that. I hate that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but um, so I was 10 minutes late to my first meeting to get this really cool job you know my first break as a like you know and I was so I was like I'm so sorry that I'm late and, like Tish open I don't know if you know anything about Starburns but Tish uh, works there as this uh, mm. uh, what what is her title <laughs> like secretary I, I don't know anything she's much like about Dino's it, no, no. assistant okay right, right. Yeah. receptionist she sits in the reception but she's she's amazing uh okay i, didn't I know she's a podcast. in his podcast i should really so look I this stuff maybe up. Okay. You listen to that. oh yeah i think it's called 
gall juice or something like that. I never listened to it myself, but cool. I know yeah. that she's in it. Yeah, yeah. Dino and um, Andy's skull juice. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, they're great people. Or Dina and Dana's starring and not, Tish. Okay, Dana, so Dino yeah, and Dana's Andy safe anymore. space, apparently. Yeah. Safe space. Yes, they change exactly. That's the one. Um. So I went there, Tish opened, she had like ash on her forehead. And I was like, I have something yeah. with like me seeing people with dots in their foreheads. <laughs> it's just like grossed me out immediately. And so she opened like that and I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Um, and she's like, she's here. And and Dino came up to the door and he looked, he looked at me and he's like, don't mind Tish, she's an idiot. Uh, come inside like with the ash, ash Wednesday, isn't it? like ash Tuesday or no. something Thursday Wednesday <laughs> I guess all the wrong days um, and went into like the bar lounge area yeah. it was like 10 a.m. and Dino was there? like do you want a drink and I'm like Jesus yeah they got a lounge at a bar uh, it's really cool that's where they they, they take the important mm-hmm. people and, and, and then also me huge big um armchairs and stuff you know or i disappeared completely in them because i'm not american <laughs> size at all um and they're like do you want to do you want a drink and i'm like it's mm-hmm. 10 a.m and i'm driving like <laughs> um i'm so sorry for being late you know and it was like yeah why were you late i'm like i went to the wrong studio and it was like, well, you been here before. How did you go to the wrong studio? It's just like, I was like, I, I just, <laughs> you should guess what address to go to. Yeah, and, and Dino laughed. And I was like, ah, cool. He's like, he's not at all like an office kind of like, he's like, he kind of loved it. He loved it that I was like, that I just guess. Uh, <laughs> with, but um so that went, it went well. We were just like talking about the movie and stuff. And uh, for them, from their point of view, they just needed someone to do it. No one actually wanted to do it. And it was like no budget. And I would just do them a solid favor. So from their eyes, I already had it. From my eyes, I was like there to like impress and get the job. And after the meeting, I was in, I still wasn't sure if I had it or not. And then I was like, I put together like a little lookbook. And I put together a lookbook and I sent it to them. They're like, oh, cool. And I was still not sure if I had it or not. But they were just like, yeah, just uh, ask Tish. She'll like give you like key to the castle and you can just, you know, do whatever you want. Um, and they're like, yeah, but and also we don't like it's such a low budget. It was five thousand dollars. It was there. It's like no money. We have six weeks to do it. It's a four and a half minute long stop motion animated video. And uh, we don't like we don't know anyone who will want to do it for no money. Do you know people like Sophia knows people? Duke was like lying. Sophia knows people who does animation, right, Sophia? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, I know. I know a lot of people who do that, you know, just to like, still, I was trying to get this up <laughs> again with the lying. And they're like, oh, cool. Okay. So here you go. Like the key to the castle. And I just went back home and I just like went to the bathroom and just locked myself there for like an hour. Just being like, what have I done? I don't know anything about, I did, I did hand-drawn character animation at IDT. Don't know anything about stop motion. I don't know any stop motion people in America. I don't know any stop motion people period um i i now have four and a half minute long music video for a budget that is ridiculous 
Um, so I actually I called to, to Ireland and I asked everyone there, like Barry Donahue again, and he hooked me up with people, uh, Evan um, McNara or something like that, his name is. Yeah, McNamara. And they just uh, connected me to people in America who, and that everyone just started talking and people came in and I, I just used the Starburns name and people came and they were just excited. We hustled for six weeks and made something uh, not stop motion. I think it's like 12 stop seconds of stop motion animation and everything else is just me pulling puppets in a little boat. Uh, we built like a six foot river and I just pulled these like puppets and this little boat and my friends just went there with branches and like made little ripples, ripple effects in the water. Um, it was really fun. <laughs> and they liked it. So then after that, uh, I got to continue to like pitch for them and, and do, uh, I had time to do one more music video before I, my uh, OPT uh, expired, which was bone dry. And that was fully stop motion animation for four minutes. And was the money any better on that? <laughs> nope. It was like $10,000, $10, but now it's like four minutes of actual stop motion. And uh, it was like, but at least I knew now like what size pop puppets you need and how you actually do um, stop motion <laughs> and how you build a set and kind of what to look for and think about. And Duke hooked me up with uh, Joe, uh, uh, same Passarelli. Uh, who, who shot Anamalisa? So I had a DP from Anamalisa, oh and then I, I now, <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. And then I got like um, some people I'd worked with before, Tony Candelaria, who worked on the other one. He's an amazing puppet maker. He worked for like I worked worked on all those like, and he knows everyone in the industry, and everyone loves him. So he brought in uh, Anthony Scott, which is he. And he's the best stop motion animator in the world. Any movie you've ever seen the stop motion animated that's not Ray Harryhausen is like Anthony Scott. He did, um, I mean, everything from Nightmare uh, to whatever they're doing now. Um, his sweetest guy. He he animated the sequence um, in A Nightmare Before Christmas where uh, his name Jack has just crashed with his um oh sled. the sled He's, i love that scene yeah yeah me too it's like my favorite like the what have i done and the camera spins he animated that when he was like also ridiculously young like 19 or something like he's just a genius so he came in and he's the sweetest guy and he loves tony and he was gonna stay there we couldn't afford him at all we couldn't afford anyone we couldn't even afford someone bad <laughs> you know um and he just came in and he was just like he's tired of doing these like i'd like you animate like four seconds per week. Um, and he was just, he just wanted to do like small projects with friends and he had a little extra time. So he was going to come in for five days, but then he like, he's like, Hey, I have like, I have two more weeks before I have my next project. I can, I can stay for those two. And he was just came in with his dog every day and just like, he was the, so professional and just like, ah, oh, it was amazing to work with him. So we had really great people. Um, who helped out on that one? Uh, it was really fun. So we did four minutes of uh, stop motion animation, very short amount of time, and then um, pushed it out into the world. And then I my OPT expired. Yeah. And then what happened? Did you? Um, 
Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's it. No, I... Um, uh, Starburns, uh, they continue to help me try to get a, a work, work visa, and um, I got, like, a deal memo for Rick and Morty uh, and stuff like that. Holy shit, and... yeah, so what were you doing on Rick and Morty, or... Was... Uh, that's just it's like a deal it's like a contract it's like says that I'm gonna work for uh, for them like I need you need when you apply for a, a, an artist visa you need deal memos uh, that are like yeah she's, she has work when she comes back and then it took like a year and a half to finally got an approval on my O one, and I was really happy and I got it and then I then they revoked it again they they said that yeah so there was really it's been a long year and a half so i've been in sweden now and just uh working more with the commercials and live action and it's fun oh, and so you're, you're in sweden now or no okay now i just came i just came back because my husband lives here and i need to be <laughs> i need to be with my husband so now i'm in la um and i'm just waiting for my now marriage visa or our marriage nice. visa to yeah. come through so we can um uh, continue to live and work yeah, here. Yeah, earn a crust. And have you, like, um, are you still in touch with the guys then, like uh, Duke and uh, Dino? Oh, yeah. The, uh, you know, they're family, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so, um, and what are you working on at the moment then? Well, right now I'm not allowed to work. Um, so, um, I'm going to go and say nothing. Yeah, sure. Of course, you can't see it now, but I'm winking down the microphone. No, I'm <laughs> um, but uh, but the um, are do you um, sorry? How when will you know about your visa then? Um, I don't know. It's it's crazy times. It's it's actually it a, is the, one of the men, imagine worst yeah. times to apply for a visa. Yeah. Uh, provably um, so I don't know it'll be like maybe um, Duke just went through the process with his wife um, who's from uh, Korea I think and um, he said that it's like after like half a year she could work and after like eight months she could leave the country and after like a year and a half they had it or something like that so it's a process but um, Even like um, I was listening to a podcast where Chris O'Dowd, you know, the from the IT crowd and things like that. Um, I don't know. I think he's in some other show at the moment. Either way, he's an Irish guy <laughs> acting. And then he um, he same thing. Yeah. Like him and his wife have been in L.A. now for years. But um, yeah, like that thing where, where you can't travel is kind of very prohibitive for him because a lot of the work that he had would be in like yeah. England and Ireland and places like this as well. Yeah. Um, it's just mental. It's like, obviously they just try to make it as mind numbing and awful as possible to try and <laughs> deter everybody. But like, you know, God, hey, what a story. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, like I started off knowing just a, a little bit here and there, but um, it was great to hear the whole picture together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's nice telling it i mean there are a lot more little things and anecdotes and stuff like that but it's uh, it's been a really good i've been really lucky um especially that i got that puppet guy you know it's like it's everything is for a reason <laughs> you know like i could have yeah. when i felt after two years at iedt that i wanted to drop out or that i wanted to do directing my mom was like are you gonna quit iedt now like you picked the wrong 
subject, you know. I was like, no, like I just felt that I that's that's what I was I needed to like do. It didn't even occur to me to drop out, and um, it was just there is an instinct. Yeah, there is a component or an instinct. Sometimes it's like you know. I'm not saying rely on instinct all the time, but there are moments where I've kind of like felt this thing like, no, I don't want to go there or I do want to go there. And it's always ended up being like, you know, surprising. Yeah. When you, yeah, exactly. When you, especially when you do those really like, my instinct is usually to do the opposite of what other people has done and is always scary, but it's usually the good thing, you know, it's, it's so crazy because even I met my husband through Duke. So I, if I wouldn't have dated IDT, <laughs> I wouldn't have met my husband. You know, it's, it's crazy. I wouldn't have had my job. And I love, now I love stop motion. It's, it's amazing. I really, it's, it's the best. It's really like the best uh, of the two worlds where you get to be, work with physical objects and lighting and cameras and lenses and acting and all these things. But it's like, you can make beautiful world and use a visual language and be really creative and break rules in terms of you know uh weight and uh image loss and all these things um and you have more control over that image as well do you know what i mean like let's yeah. say you get a permit to film somewhere and then it's like yeah. oh it's raining or whatever it's like no you don't have to fucking do that here and you're not limited by the physical constraints of reality you know yeah um i know you can use cgi but it doesn't have the same effect and it also it's an extra com- element on top of something as opposed to part of the whole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're making like a stop motion thing, that's it in its entirety as opposed to like making a live action thing and then putting CGI on top of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, but, and I like when you mix the two, like, uh, Oh, completely. Uh, the yeah. live action with then, uh, SFX and then VFX on that to just like, uh, tighten up and I think that they are starting to do that more and more now uh, as well and I, this is a completely different side note but uh, I just watched Gemini Man uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> in 120 yeah. frames per second and oh, it Jesus. blew my mind really it was insane hmm. it was it was the crispest photo I have ever seen in my really? life. It's it's it is it was exactly like real life. But and and why does that matter? And here yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. It's because <laughs> <laughs> it's the first uh, you know VFX uh, CG animation. It's it's so crisp and you know we add blurs and stuff like that, fake blurs. But it's still 120 frames per second uh, makes it so there is no there are no blurs. And then when they put in really flashy uh cg stuff like in the action scenes uh it matches the crispiness you couldn't i mean you can always tell a little bit apart the vfx from the um but it was really damn close um and the camera moves and everything was like uh, they had made it 3d so it was a completely other level of um cinema you cannot really get that from watching something on your iphone well, that's so cool. funny because because when i was like watching it like 
as in just the trailer like obviously the 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 story just seems like one of the dumbest things ever (laughs) but like and also like it also bothers me that we have so much footage of what a young will smith looks like (laughs) that it's like you just look at it and you're like well that's not right you know so you can definitely tell with his face you're like it's off when he's like talking his mouth and stuff and it was interesting because i went uh, we went you know um they had a at the DGA Directors Guild of America they had like a, a free screening and a Q and A uh, with uh, Ang Lee, the director who also did like Brokeback Mountain and all these amazing movies. Yeah, of course. And he was talking about oh, the Hulk. Sorry. And the Excuse Hulk. Excuse you. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> forgot the most important uh, exactly. things. Um, as the pretentious live action director I am right now, it's, it's like <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Uh, but he and he he talked about that how 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 hard it is to um, act younger. It's easier to act older than it is to act younger, just based on that experience that you have when you're um, uh, you can't fake innocence. It's uh, once innocence is gone, it's gone. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Eye. Yeah, and it's like that thing with um, I don't know if you remember. There's a famous story about the reference footage for Bambi that they had like live deer in the back, but they ended up not using them as much because the way a deer in captivity mm. moves is very different to the way a deer moves in the wild. You yeah. Know? There's all I these bet. things that you don't think about when it comes into motion and it's impossible to replicate because some of it's just, again, instinct. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's like, um, yeah, because you're in, if you're out in the wilderness, always having to keep an eye for, you know, um, yeah. hunters or animals, predators. Yeah. predators. Uh, versus if you're like inside or like in a it's kind of safe space and you you just move around like you own the place you know and even taking a, a a little you know going to the bathroom will be different if you think someone's yeah, gonna yeah. kill you when you do it or yeah. not you know you or when you're trying to go on skype you know yeah and you because when you try, try to go on the toilet you. and go on oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was trying to do a call back it didn't really work you know? yeah i felt like i was like <laughs> nibbling on that but i was like oh stay away from that i actually even asked my husband before i was like if i start talking about poop please stop me yeah. he's actually he's in the bed right now just yeah. keeping an eye on me uh, he did not stop me though so kind of fired yeah, blame from him. the job yeah yeah i totally blame him for mentioning poop at least five times so far yeah well, why did you do that you know <laughs> Yeah. yeah we're gonna have to have so, a serious talk afterwards yeah i mean I, the other just to go back about uh gemini man just real quick that there was there was something i just comparing it to when i saw like what was it what the hobbit had like 48 frames or something like that yeah and it just looked like that was it looked like i was watching like one of those fucking films <laughs> that they place. cranked back in the black and black and white era yeah. do you know what i mean was, yeah like chaplin or something it, it was, was just insane yeah. so bad it looked like yeah it looked like in in all the flocks were like much clearer and it was like in the hobbit they, you yeah, could yeah. see like the texture of everything and the costumes kind of didn't hold up anymore like so much was saved from the from the blurriness uh before and then they made it crisp and you're just like oh it looks like a school stage play where you know i don't know it was really an awful for me uh movie in general but um but gemini man's different then in the way it's meant to be screened or totally different okay. because it's yeah it's just 120 frames uh worked uh, 60 or 48 frames did not and it's 
the crispiness and also I think it's because they didn't try to make like a period piece kind of like where you wear clothes they try to make something like where it's futuristic where you have like soldiers fighting and really so it's like being in a computer game basically but the computer game is real and you're just watching it was it was completely different way of watching something and again you're right the story is story is a little bit too on the nose like I'm fighting myself like I have these ghosts like in the beginning he has the ghosts and then you know okay. <laughs> from his past and then of course oh by, by fighting himself he gets to also like help himself uh so but i mean it, it, it's like you know for hollywood it's like a fairly okay uh arc and stuff and the dialogue is a little bit you know cheesy too like oh there's your mirror and stuff you know uh but uh, it's still an amazing movie uh, just based on if you watched in 120 frames uh, 3d uh, i don't know i wouldn't want to uh, say anything about how it is to watch that as 24 frames non 3d as long as it's like pushing the technology forward because i thought it was just him kind of taking a breather you know what i mean <laughs> like it looked no. like a, a dumb action movie but i mean Definitely there you go. Not. Yeah. uh ang lee is uh, amazing he he, he brought yeah, to yeah. a philosophical uh, way of looking at the world and you know like the limits of uh image and challenging just art in general um with that movie uh, he's he's not he's not one of those artists who's like He's an artist. He's one of those guys who would be like, here you go, $200 million to make a movie. And he's still just trying to make a sincere piece of art. And then while also making it for a big public and actually facing those challenges instead of of just being, here you go, $200 million. Oh, I know exactly what to do. I'll just do like exactly what this was. Um, and I think, I, think he, I think he did a really uh, great, great job. But um, yeah, I like I like a mixture of um, uh, SFX like in in front of camera, uh, special effects, and then a little bit of VFX to to fix that up. Um, yeah, um, and that works. We're just creeping up on an hour. We're at an hour. Um, so hey. um, start winding down. I think. Um, do you know the worst part is that like I listen to so many podcasts. There's like a there's like I think it's the Scroobiest Pip podcast and he just goes we're just coming up in an hour now and now I've started saying it and it's like I hate it I hate that I like don't you have hate any... it because you love it well yeah I hate it because I'm <laughs> I just bad. you know you just absorb other podcasts and then they just incorporate <laughs> themselves into your own or whatever you know <laughs> uh, uh let's see then what else you could say um... yeah Oh, and look at this. Like, this was fun, Sophia. We don't really have time to talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> hey, zip it. All right? Zip. Just get really aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> the section um, that we usually try to finish up on is uh, Whistle While You Work, where we ask, what music or podcast are you listening to when you're working? If you do listen to any while you work. Um probably a bit harder if you're doing like more live action based stuff <laughs> yeah. Yeah. actors are actually yeah. <laughs> jamming something else no yeah. but i still i still do animation and i still i still um i still listen to stuff while i'm working mm. um if i would be working right now on something i would probably be listening to something yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> 
but I don't listen to podcasts. Uh, I never. Okay. I I used I used to like when I went to uh, IDT, I would listen to the pencil test or pencil animation podcast or something like that, where they interviewed like Eric Goldberg and Andreas Deja and all these guys. It was amazing. Uh, but now I don't. I I'm one of those people who can only do like one thing at a time. I my the world disappears when I. Um. When I when I zoom in on something, but uh, I I still like having something in the background like we do, and it's usually music. Um, I got um, and I told you this before. I'm gonna I got two playlists, or I got a lot of playlists on my Spotify account that I listen to. One is called American Cheese, which is more rap. One is called Feel Good, which is more like classics. One is called Easy Sass. It's my husband. This is really fun. Just great music from everywhere in the world he's great with music and it's just i just steal from his playlist he's listening to a lot of really cool uh he finds gold and then i just use it yeah any standouts <laughs> at the moment any song you just be like this is the one that's on the i most. like 80 aliens um i think that's a that's a good one is that how you say it even yeah by outcast it's like that's oh. that's my jam, um, and um, but also I'll see what he's got on his easy sass list. That's a really good one. Mm. One second, since he is here uh, guarding my language, I will ask him now. What's the Brazilian <laughs> thing called? Uh, it's called Flight to Brazil. Yeah, Flight to Brazil is really good. That's something cool. to to be listening to. Uh, you're all welcome. Yeah. It's a gift from my husband to you guys. <laughs> um, sometimes I'll, I'll chime in usually with something I'm listening to. Let me see if I can. I didn't even ask. How rude. Um, I have, you know, I wasn't going to say, but since you brought it up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, please, Garrett, <laughs> what are you doing to? Um, oh, my God. I'm trying to open my Spotify list at the moment. I can't get anything <laughs> open. Fuck. Okay. Oh, yeah. I learned, listened to this song. I thought it was very good. It was uh, Jesus Was Way Cool by King Missile. Um, oh, which I really enjoyed. That sounds like an epic song. Yeah, I haven't heard much of the band, much more of the band, but they just have this song, Jesus Was Way Cool, and uh, I thought it was it was funny. So um, <laughs> that's on a list there. Let's see if we've got any other thing. I tend to make like a playlist every month. Um, what, what, which was a band who did that song? It's called King Missile. King Missile, okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, I got, play, I got a shout out to... I really should limit it to one song for whatever, but uh, no, I've been, no, I, please, I love, I'm writing um, it down. Oh yeah, but there's uh, this uh, band Hefner, uh, H-E-F-N-E-R, and they have an album called Catfight, and pretty much every single song, and it's incredible. It's about there's about like a million songs on this one album, but they were like um, an English group in. Um, John Peel used to recommend like a lot of songs, and uh, it was quite it was like a kind of gatekeeper in many ways of like incredibly good music one of his one of his like one of the biggest uh songs he brought into the spotlight was uh teenage kicks i believe um <laughs> teenage kicks was by who again can i even remember Somebody's, i have no idea you know it's a it's a big one it was made by a you'll band have, and, you'll have to sing it uh, north me to know oh that is not happening <laughs> um, <laughs> cool, god no, I can't. I can't. I would die. Uh, Teenage Kicks <laughs> by The Undertones. Um, it's okay. it's one of it's one of the most prolific um, kind of songs of that era and um, kind of punk era in 
this part of the world. Um, and it was made by a band in um, Ulster, got, as far as I know. I don't know where they're from, though. You got great um, punk music in. Um, oh yeah, completely. in that part of the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, even I know. Are you? Don't know if you're. Uh, do you, you know Lee Arthur? Would you be familiar with her? I'm. Sh- oh, are are Lee Arthur? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's seen uh, my year. Oh, she was in your year. I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah, yeah she's um, she's it. got an amazing punk band, uh, and uh, so does her boyfriend as well. And they're part Whoa. of a very active what, punk scene. What is it um, called? Well, her band. I don't know if how much often they perform anymore, but it was uh, Sissy was her band, and she's got uh-huh. another group called uh, Extra Vision. Um, cool. I think that they're. I can't, I think they're post punk though, but um. Her uh, boyfriend is in a band called The Number Ones, and I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's, it's just, he, he also, I mean, I'm really going all in on this section more so than usual, but I have here <laughs> in front of me, he's also a photographer and he made a collection of photographs called uh, The Punks, where he took pictures of uh, the scenes throughout the to I, I I don't know, I guess in recent years anyway, there was, a, there was an event space called... Uh, tenterhooks or which is closed now but um and i think that there's still a lot of spaces where punk music is still performed but anyway he took a lot of photographs and uh, printed them in a black and white compilation which is now released in color so um that's a tenor for anybody who wants to order it i don't know how much it would cost to get to america but you know (laughs) um but anyway yeah they're very active and they're very um you know propping up i feel like yeah. punk is like everyone it's like it's very tempting to make that black and white because it's like totally. cool but then if you do it color it's even crazier and better um, yeah yeah it's just it should be probably watched in color so definitely that sounds yeah. like a good idea for no a it's book. great really good stuff the photographs are amazing um also i'm I'm saying the tenor i don't know if that's actually the price anymore but um everybody um should get a copy and check out the number ones and sissy and extra vision um and also the other bands that i mentioned so many bands in this one never usually mention as many bands (laughs) i have i felt like just because you said jesus was cool i feel like the sexual loneliness of jesus christ might be something that i I have no idea (laughs) but that's a that's a a one on my my feel good playlist i don't know why i have like sad songs on my feel good playlist but there you go i think punk is a really feel good thing as well because i used to I might have spoken about it before, but um, there are certain songs that I listen to when I'm like, like, I don't know, it's just very cathartic to hear somebody being very loud and kind of yeah. unruly when you're yeah. not feeling <laughs> when you're not feeling very good. And that's kind yeah. of when you need feel good music uh, the most. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, well, that's great. Uh, so where can people find you online if you want to be found? Um. um well i mean i have a reel which is um just my name uh sophia mm. astrum.com and then it's like my 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 work reel there mm. um with some animation stuff and then i guess uh, i have uh instagram and facebook <laughs> yeah but um and, and have you got anything uh coming up that you want to plug i don't even know what that means i mean i guess it's it's what people say on again podcasts but it's what you want to <laughs> promote or kind of say like oh yeah this is coming up if uh, oh yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. my my husband's movie heart plastic it's a feature that he just directed and that's oh, amazing uh, 
premiere on uh, or casting crew screening. I'm sorry, uh, yeah. on uh, Monday, the 14th of October, um, at the ArcLight in Hollywood. If anyone wants to come to that, please do. Uh, Unfortunately, 8, this podcast this podcast might be out after that date, but um, but if um, but it'll probably it, it, would it have uh, a release outside or would you see it like um. I don't know. I guess how people in Ireland maybe might be able to view it would be online <laughs> at any stage. <laughs> it probably uh, be uh, accessible in Ireland at some stage. Um, I have no idea. I'm only focused on having a fun time on the 14th. It's also my birthday. I'm gonna. Oh, happy birthday! It's on the thank 14th. You. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, it's it's now it's 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 before and then when it will be after. So we're just yeah. completely gonna miss that. This is uh, yeah. This is birthday greeting <laughs> is never going to hit its yeah, uh, you know, yeah, target. Not gonna happen unless yeah. we listen to it next year. You could now get actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. wish me happy birthday for 2020. Yeah. If perfect. you want to be the first. Happy Do birthday you be? for 2020. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, perfect. That's amazing. Um, you can find us at www.wearehackinc.com and we're at We Are Hack Inc. on most things except for SoundCloud, which is at Hack Inc. should change that. Um, we've got <laughs> film clubs on the horizon and we have, um, I don't know. I don't, we, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for Thank coming you. on as well, Sophia. It was an amazing chat. Yeah, thank you. So good to hear from you again. Yeah. East Point smokes a bank. Taliban in the eye. We pay them. Uh, old National got the skanks. Everybody. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's the M.I. Cricket Letter, ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater, cause I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, there he go again, talking that shit. Bend corners like I was a curve, I struck a nerve, and now you're about to see the southern plague is serve. I heard it's not where you from, but where you pay rent. Then I heard it's not what you make, but how much you spend, you got me bent like elbows, amongst other things, but I'm not worried. Cause when we set up in the party, like I'm out you scurry, so go get your fucking shine box, and your sack of nickels, it tickles, to see you try to be like Mr. Pickles. Daddy Fat Sacks, B-I-G-B-O-I is that same motherfucker that took them knuckles to your eye And I try to warn you not to test, but you don't listen Giving a shout out to my uncle Donnell, locked up in prison Now throw your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah